the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. You know, we've been talking about the efforts of globalists and corporation heads to institute the Great Reset. That's what they call it. But we, the people, are instituting what we call the Great Resist. What they would like to see is a takeover of our entire economy and government by corporate monopolies and authoritarian governments. But we are not going to let them do that. We have had two discussions about it already on our show. So if you missed these discussions, go on any podcast platform, type in Biblical Citizen. Today we discuss more about how a big part of the Great Resist is building alternative structures to big monopolies. Our goal should be to rely more on each other as Christians and freedom lovers than on big corporations or governments. Our guest today is Mike Colomb, a business owner and activist from Northern California. He's going to tell us about private membership associations. This will help us free our businesses He's in other ways that he has as uh, methods also. He's also going to tell us about his organization, the Renegade Nation. I met Mike at a recent event near Wickenburg, Arizona, put on by Arizona Recon, a group working on securing the border. Uh, so there's many groups doing many things, and we're, they all have different projects. The Lord's raising people up. This is wonderful. We're looking forward to hearing about what Mike has to say today, what they're doing up in Nevada County, California. Welcome today, Mike. Hey, how we doing? Thanks so much for getting me on here today. That's awesome. Well, uh, we're glad you're taking the time because I know you're you're on the road uh, pretty much as we speak, I think. And I've read a little about you and heard a little bit about Kathleen. I understand you and your wife have a ranch and you have a grocery store in Nevada County and, I don't know, maybe some other businesses as well. So, just Mike, just give us a little intro by yourself and then how you got into this private membership associations, kind of just a brief overview and, and why you started doing that. You bet. I guess it kind of started off when you know, my wife had been bugged me for a couple of years to move out of California. She kind of saw the medical freedoms being pulled away with the vaccine mandates that were going on with the kids in school and the rest of the things they were doing to us. And it took her a couple of years to get me to that point where I said yes. And we finally did. And we scattered around the country a couple of different trips, a uh, couple of different summers. And we ended up basically in South Dakota and we went out and we found this big old ranch we fell in love with and we bought it. Came back home, put our ranch up for sale in California, and uh, we're there probably two months, you know, packing, getting ready to go. And Vanessa came to me and said, hey, um, we need to build a grocery store. And I said, yeah, that sounds cool. You know, they do grocery stores in South Dakota. And she goes, no, uh, we need one here. 
And that kind of changed everything that we did. You know, we thought we were being led by God to go to South Dakota. And uh, in fact, we were, it was just prepping us to be able to do the grocery store and the, and the pieces and parts we did with that. So, and we took our energy and refocused it, you know, built a grocery store, put it in place and, and operated it. And probably it was the, it was the precursor to all the PMAs you see out there today that have come in place for the last year or so. Yeah, the, the Renegade uh, Ranch Provisions grocery store yeah, went viral, and uh, we were getting calls from all over the country all the time. At that point in time, I was a contractor. We owned a CBD manufacturing company and a winery, and uh, and we were looking. I was looking to retire and to get out of there and you know go be free in South Dakota and you know that's and live the rest of my life there. You know, and hanging out and, and enjoying the countryside and hunting and fishing on my own property and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, we were, you know, in for a, a, quite a shock when we got led um, to stay there. Um, I, I was retiring from contracting, which I would mentioned, and that that's where I wanted to be. And I kind of just hung, hung, hung along, you know, not wanting to be there, not wanting to be a contractor anymore. And then basically one morning, God kind of slapped me upside the head and said, hey, dummy, why don't you go be a, uh, a PMA person and start helping other people like you did your own business? That is and, so interesting about... Uh you know, the Lord leading you, you thought one way, but then, you know, this is the battleground here in California. And when the same thing happened to us, they, we were retired. We were going to do lots of enjoyable, you know, I mean, what we thought was just re- relaxing kind of things. But we got called <laughs> to be on the front lines and be reporting about people like you and to, to be fighting these mandates that have taken us all by surprise. So that's really wonderful that you are staying here you're educating people and 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 brian's going to ask you more about your pmas well i want to understand and i want our listeners to understand what a pma is and and what it does i i have some understanding i know i think it's a way somewhat to get around all the massive ever expanding rules and bureaucracy especially if you're trying to start a business here in california but i have a but i have a question mike uh some years ago, I, I used to travel all over the country on business. Occasionally, I'd go to Utah, and occasionally in the evening, we'd actually want to have uh, perhaps go to a place that served alcoholic beverages. And back then, it was extremely restrictive. It was a, it was a Mormon state, which also is in common with our background a ways back. And I remember in Provo, Utah, some of us, we went to a what, what you'd consider to be a bar, but to go up to to go up and even have a seat on in there you they made you fill out a form and you joined a club and you paid a nominal 5 or 10 bucks and you joined a club after you joined the club then you could order a beer or whatever <laughs> is it is yeah. that a little bit of the flavor were they doing something similar to a private membership association that's exactly the, what they were doing. So kind of back you up a little bit on time-wise, um, when we came at, in, as a country out of prohibition in Texas, they've got some ridiculous amount of counties over there, but like 48 of them stayed dry. And all the bars and restaurants in those counties, and they did a bunch in Oklahoma too. And they, they said, no, we want to continue to sell alcohol like the rest of the state does, and we shouldn't have to adhere to the, that mandate. So they all became private membership associations as well and continued to sell alcohol, um, you know, for many, many years in those programs throughout both Oklahoma and Texas, exactly like you're talking about with that, that place in, in, or- in Utah that's that set up there. So that is what a private membership association does. It pulls you away from the jurisdiction, 
uh, of basically the county, the city, the state, the federal government in mandates. Um, you still have to be lawful in the things that you do and when you run a business. But for the most part, unless you know people are dying around you and you're killing people inside your PMA, you're allowed to continue business of any structure um, throughout that process. And it's, it's, if you think about a PMA, a private membership association, it's for the most part a business entity that lets you go and get an EIN just like an LLC or a corporation. So it's very much like those. Those businesses are all public businesses where a PMA is in the private. So you have two different jurisdictions, public and private. And you always have to remember and think about those two pieces and parts of, well, can I do that in, you know, in the PMA, can I do this? And you think about it, and it's like it's as simple as can you do that in your home in the private or your friend's home in the private? And and then relate that to what happens in business and how we're constricted in business today by mostly perceived authority. Most of the things that they tell us today that ha- that we have to do in all of our little cities and towns across the country mm-hmm. is, is all things that aren't really lawful. They're not really laws. They're just perceived authority. And what happened, we had a, a mayor or a city council or a, a county board of supervisors institute some rule or regulation that they thought that they would make a law. And, and then they tried it on people. People just said, okay, you're sure, whatever, that's the way it is. That's what we got to do. And then they accept that. And that's not losing our rights. That's letting them have their perceived authority to be able to mandate the things we can and can't do. And we need to, as a nation, stop doing that. We need to say no. Enough is enough. So this, I just want to clarify, this even goes in the way, for example, a liquor license. And I know a liquor license, if you if they pull it for whatever reason, like let's say you're not enforcing the mask mandate so they take your liquor license. I know that happened quite a bit last couple of years in California. So under oh, a yeah. private membership uh, association, you wouldn't have to deal with that license? So kind of give you an idea. So my wife and I, we, we own a winery in, in Penn Valley, California, Nevada County. And, and in our winery, um, when we opened our, our PMA, we decided not to bond our facility in our grocery store. Yeah, for two reasons. One, we don't need to because we're a private membership association. The second one, we wanted to take and basically um, educate our district attorney, our court system, and then ultimately the ABC, the alcohol beverage control system in California. And and what we did is exactly that, right? So we're in business for about two months. They sent an undercover sting out to our store. Um, Vanessa met him at the door, um, just thinking he was just a customer. Um, we took and had um, um, she told him about the, the PMA, how it operated. Um, he paid the $25, became a member of our association, signed our, our, our private membership association contract, which right in it, it takes you, you know, knowingly and willfully, you're removing yourself from the public and from any entity of the public, any authority of the public, and that anything and everything that you do inside the private membership association needs to stay private and you're not allowed to entrap or, you know, basically use anything in there to go against the private membership association. This guy signed that document, took it back to the ABC, put it in the evidence locker, came back and did it one more time. And, and then now basically we're, we're in court. We'll be done with court in April. Um, it will come through with a, with a positive outcome. And we're going to go to this guy and the ABC, and we're going to educate the ABC at that point. And I'm going to sue this man for $3 million personally. Oh, wow. And, yeah, <laughs> the reason being is that he he entered into a, a private contract and, and entered that contract with an agreement. And when he signed that contract, he removed himself from the public and from any authority of the public. And, and he did that fraudulently. So we're going to make a case of this guy, make him famous, 
put his picture across the country, every media outlet that I can get it onto, every social media person that we can talk about it. And we're doing this to basically educate the rest of the people in his position across the country, whether it's with alcohol or anything else that they don't have any lawful, lawful authority on. And we want to be able to educate them to say, hey, you know what, you better think twice before you come after us unlawfully. I think that's great. Yeah, that's and, exciting. I want to follow and that. And that's the role, more of the role of government, what it should be, is enforcing contracts. And we have unlimited ability to make contracts between parties without the government interfering as long as we're not breaking the law. So, uh, Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution gives us that, that right to have unlimited private business transactions, period. Absolutely. And I can really see how this will be very helpful for health care associations and schools. But we're going to talk about that more after the break. Uh, we're with Mike Colomb of Renegade Nation and talking about private membership associations. Be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. We are back with Mike Colomb of Renegade Nation, and we've been talking about private membership associations, which is really exciting. We've been talking about how they apply to things like stores or bars, and but I could see they also apply, don't they, Mike, to things like schools and health care. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh, you bet. So yeah, the reason why I kind of I really got fired up when they started taking away our rights to be able to go into hospitals unvaccinated as a patient and or as a loved one first, right? And that, that's unacceptable. And, and our medical freedoms are so important. Um, and as, as well as we need to get our children out of, you know, public education because it, it's a it's a evil corporation and it's a sham. And so one of the things that we do is I focus about 70% of my time on healthcare, and, and, and just inherently that's about what I, what I do is healthcare is the major first one um, as far as the flow of PMAs for us today, hmm. and educa- education is right behind it. And uh, that, that's, those are two very, very strong points. We need to get our children protected. We need to get our clinics and our hospitals and our doctors and our nurses protected um, away from the system that's trying to ruin our country and ruin all of us, right? Their, their mandates are 100% of us are vaccinated, and they'll do any kind of evil they can um, to be able to make that happen. And it's up to us to be able to push away from that, and we do that through medical freedoms and, and educational freedoms. Yeah, so yeah, it's their goal so to get us vaccinated, not our goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, have you already, you or associates of yours elsewhere, have you already successfully taken some healthcare institutions in a in a PMA direction? Oh, I have a, over a hundred healthcare institutions in PMAs. And, wow! And there are literally um, thousands of educational systems in PMAs across the country. You know, we're going to see that that grow and grow and grow and grow as people get tired of um, things that happen. And I don't know if you guys are following our bills too much, but um, recently they're they're introduced a bill and it's going to pass in California where they're going to have the authority to take somebody, some evil person, um, take a jab into our, our schools. Now we're going to middle schools and anybody that's 12 or older, they're allowing to make their own decision whether they can get vaccinated or not. And quite honestly, if they did that to my kid, if my kid was in a public education, and I'd spend the rest of my life in jail. 
And because that, that's not acceptable. It can't happen. That 12-year-old child is not mentally capable of making that decision. And, and, and it's shame on them for those evil people that are doing that to our children today. And like I said, and like we talked about, 100%, that's what they want. We totally agree. And we're fighting those bills. There's 10 really bad bills. We got one of them set aside so far. But yeah, they, they, they write them really extreme. And then they you know, still try to get them passed. But, but there is a big pushback. And by the way, there's a big rally this weekend in L.A. I mean, it's this week. It's week- tomorrow, it, yeah. April 10th. Right, April 10th awesome. at Grand Park in L.A. You can find out more at defeatthemandates.com. So, yeah, we're, we're, there is a big movement against this. But this is a very good way to do it is to go outside their corrupt system that's coercing right. people. And so tell people how they can get more information on these healthcare entities, these private ones that are already going. You bet. Okay, so one of the things that, that made um, me think about, you know, when we started doing a lot of healthcare and education and, and food sovereignty is huge too, we needed to get the word out. And so my wife and I, we developed you know, two organizations, one for healthcare care called the Healing Hub, and the second one is more of a national, well, the healthcare is national too, but it's a national um, system, and it's called therenegadenation.org is the actual website. So therenegadenation.org. And in that, what our motivation is, is to be able to have a directory. Um, so when we travel or anyone travels around the country, you can know where to go if somebody gets injured, where you're not going to get vaccinated to be able to be treated. You're going to know where you can go eat, uh, where you can go shop, go buy a tie without being, you know, mask mandate or vaccinate mandate. Um, and those are very important things across the country today for the we, the free people. And I know that, you know, our Constitution is we, the people. And I think we're, I stepped it up, I believe, and we as a nation need to step it up and actually let everybody know it's, you know, I think it's we, the free people today. And we need to get that inherently across the board. Um, the, the Renegade Nation is a, it's a training ground. Um, it's, a, it's a job board. It, it's a posting a job opening place for freedom-loving people across the country. So it, it's a place for all the consumers, the freedom consumers and the freedom businesses to interact together and to do commerce together and to become one nation, our new parallel society our new tribe, right, that they they produced that for us. They pushed us in a corner we are today. And I think inherently my biggest dream of the whole thing of the Renegade Nation and our new tribe is the ability for us to be able to take and to act as one. There's about 100-plus million people um, that are in the same position, the same feeling we are here today talking about um, across the country. And I think that my dream is to be able to take and pull all those people together to build another, a new um, political um, party and to be able to take and, and push um, our conservative feelings and views across the country as one voice to be able to take and outnumber greatly either the public and uh, the Republican and the Democratic parties across the country and to be able to change our, our voice in our country back to a conservatively ran country. And I, I understand, I understand everything you've said so far, including about potentially going in the direction of a third party. That's the only thing you've mentioned so far that I still, I've always had, and I still have, doubts about versus the strategy of taking over the Republican Party. Because I think, especially in the Trump era, good progress has been made in taking over part of the Republican Party. Now, we can always name lots of examples where that has not happened, but um, that is an alternative strategy, I think, to work at the grassroots level from the ground up 
to more and more take over one of the two major parties, which I think we'd agree would have to be the Republican Party. But there is the there is the merits to talk about a third party too. I understand that. Well, and a yeah. big part of it is the economic issue. The, the, the part of it, you know, just everybody that believes as we do, if they supported businesses that support their values, then it would change everything. And one thing I do is, or I have done, maybe I'll do it even more, is, you know, any business I go to, do you honor informed consent? And if they don't, I don't go there. Uh, yeah. So. There was a time when this first started. Um, I'm deaf in my left ear, and, and I and I have an you know, exemption um, for a mask. And there was a time where I get all puffed up when I'm in the store, you know, and kind of get irritated, you know, about not being able to be in there and kind of pushing my right. And then after a while, I'm thinking, well, what are you doing? Because if they don't want my money, um, I'm not going to give it to them. If they don't want me to be in there freely, I'm not going to give them my money. Period. And we made that transition a long time ago. And we don't yeah. go anywhere. We don't. We don't own a jet. So we drive across the country, my wife and I and my youngest son, we travel every two weeks or a week across the country and speak publicly about what we're trying to do with our nation. And uh, and then twice or three times a year, we leave for a full month. And right now we're on one of those month trips and we're going across the country and spreading the word. And, and that's, you know, that's our life now today is to do that. So um, people can reach out to me at info at therenegadenation.org. And uh, please go on my website, therenegadenation.org, anytime, and read about this stuff about PMAs there, how to become a PMA. PMAs are awesome things. We need PMAs to be able to not only, you know, survive in business today, but to thrive as they start throwing these curveballs at us, right? And But I think the big goal is to be able to take back our country and then have it ran conservatively across the country. Um, that's the only way we're ever going to get out of this mess of what we're doing. Absolutely, absolutely agree. And I, to our listeners out there, because you already know this, but some people out there think that, oh, thank goodness things are loosening up and we're not going to have these mandates anymore. I warn you, but many others are warning you, that this is just the beginning. The people that gave you all these controls, they're already well along in their plans towards digital vaccine passports. Talked to a good friend yesterday whose daughter is a longtime resident of Italy. This fall, they're expected to implement in Italy social credit passports that include not only vaccine information but other information and then there's all that climate change thing which we don't have time to talk about now but we'll have carbon credits believe me this stuff is all being planned and if we don't have a way to have an alternative way of living our lives and getting our food and getting our health care it's not going to get better. So all the more reason to go to renegadenation.org. And thanks so much, Mike. It's been wonderful. We're going to talk to you again in the future, I guarantee, because we want to follow all the exciting things that you're doing. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here, and I'd love to be back anytime you guys want. So um, God bless you guys. Um, Got a great program, and uh, thank you again so much. And we honor you for the work you're doing. That is absolutely inspiring. So we want to just take a a couple minutes we have left and talk about right here in San Diego, refer you to a few organizations that also give you this opportunity to do your business with people that share your values. One is Reopen San Diego. We featured them before on our show, in fact, last week. But they have 285 freedom-loving businesses. These are businesses that 
say regardless of any illegal or unconstitutional mandates, they will not discriminate. If you've been vaccinated or unvaccinated, they will not discriminate. And another uh, group is publicsquare.com. And I encourage you to download this app, Public Square, on your phone. Because, again, the same idea. These have businesses that support our values, that honor your individual freedom, that honor your uh, medical privacy. And you'd be amazed. You go on there. I, I just was on there the other day. You, say you want to go to a restaurant in Mira Mesa. You just punch that in. Or say you want a bank, a bank that uh, shares your values. What popped up? One of them popped up was Endeavor Bank, and I'm mm-hmm. going to check that out. But they've got so many already, and they've got more signing up every day. And I'll mention one last one, Pro America 360. Check that out, Pro America 360. Same kind of thing. These, It's happening, folks. Freedom lovers are fighting back, and it's going to be a new era. And we are forming different groups, too. We call them co-op groups. You can start your own group to talk about how to – Become more independent uh, of the of the monopolies. You can uh, grow your own food and exchange it with each other. You can talk about different businesses that are are of your values or not. Uh, so start your own co op group. But there's many ways to be creative, and uh, private membership associations are one way. These other websites that are referring you to different businesses that are uh, that are advocating your values, independent health care, homeschool groups, parents, co-ops, start with your church, go out from there and other, your other Christian communities. So thanks for being with us today. We really have enjoyed this time to bless your neighbor. Pray that we as Christians and independent thinkers will be able to help those building alternate structures be part of this new movement. Think about joining a co-op group or starting one of your own. Maybe you can become a private membership association to protect your business. There's so many ways to be creative. Till next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 